I've been told it's a good idea to start a speech with a joke. Well, don't get your hopes up. I'm not here to tell jokes. I'm here to pick a fight. Huge goal by DeBrusque, huge goal by Krejci. Coyle was good, Heinen was good for the most part. That's what they needed, and they got it. 4-2 the final. Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. With me, as always, is Tyler Scales. Tyler, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Dave. Good to be here. This week, we're going to review the last three games. Win one, lose two. One step forward, two steps back with these guys yeah. right now. We'll talk. Right now, it just hasn't been the best for the Bruins. We've seen it with the other games, too, like Tampa Bay and Washington. Just not our best not our best uh, couple of weeks so far. Yeah, those losses were a little easier to take than these last two that we just uh, that just happened, but... We'll also talk a little bit about the holiday break, the holidays, what Tyler's doing. I, I heard he's cooking for like 20 people. We'll give out some uh, mid-season grades, and we will preview the upcoming games for the next uh, until the next episode. But let's just get right into it. Boston snaps their five-game losing streak last Saturday against Florida, winning 4-2. to two. Uh, Although we did win at one point, I had flashbacks to the game about a month ago where the Bruins gave up four goals in the third period. I don't know what your thoughts on that one, Don Tyler, but I was definitely getting a little nervous. Yeah, this was probably one of the Bruins' better better games, especially with the Florida. I think they remembered the past with the four game, just blew the four game four one lead, and then yeah, they said remember that, and they wanted to get vengeance on uh, the Florida Panthers. The Bruins still are not playing a full sixty minute game right now, and that's one of the major issues that we have going on over yeah. here. Although, with the first period in the Bruins versus Panthers game, I think they played very well. They had a total of 22 shots on the on uh, Robosky and only one goal. So, yeah, even but, though it was a great period for the Bruins, I think they're starting to play better goalies, with, especially with these upcoming games. Yeah, definitely been playing some better goalies. You had Holtby last week, uh, Vasilevsky, and, I mean, Barbara... Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky, excuse me, goalie Bob. Um, he's he's a good goaltender. I don't think he's by any stretch of the imagination a great goaltender. He's a yeah, really I, he's a really good goaltender. I thought he'd be a nominee for the Vezina Trophy. Vezina. Vezina Trophy. <laughs> Vezina. I've never heard it called that. I like that. Um, it just sounds right. I mean, you got guys <laughs> like Sedina <laughs> from the Detroit Red Wings. So <laughs> it sounds about right. Um, so Jake DeBrus opens the scoring about five minutes into this. Can't quite handle a McAvoy pass, but taps it past two Florida defenders. Races in on Bobrowski, who goes to poke check, and DeBrusk just goes up and over blocker side. Let's let's hear uh, Jack talk about that. Krejci taps to McAvoy. Yields Jake DeBrusk, who one-hands it past Strowman. He scores! Jake DeBrusk puts the Bruins ahead. I thought that was actually a nice goal by DeBrusque. Good energy. Um, can't quite get it on his backhand. Taps it through the defenders and just races for it. Uh, was aware enough to see Bobrovsky coming down to lift that puck up over the blocker. This was one of DeBrusque's uh, better games. Probably one of his best. He had a total of two points in this game, I believe, with uh, one goal and one assist. Yeah, he assists on uh, Krejci's seventh goal, which we'll listen to in just a moment. Yeah, 
good game for DeBrusque. He had a couple of takeaways in that game too, so he had a very good sense of the puck in this game. Yeah, he's he's a, a very streaky player. Uh, it's good to see him starting to get some points to pile up here. Uh, we'll we'll look at it later, but I mean, other than that top line, our top line in here in Boston, we're not really they're not really lighting the lamp as often as you would like. Yeah, I agree. So three minutes later, uh, nope, excuse me, three minutes into the second period, David Krejci would add to the lead with a one-time slap shot from the point. Just kind of trickles through Bobrovsky. They don't even think it's a goal at first. Hold on here. Let's listen to that. Moore's blast hits the pile. Krupp to Dabrowski. Krejci scores. No, yeah. <laughs> First, the washout from T.J. Luxmore, and then pointing at the goal repeatedly. That goal, I'm sure Bobrovsky would have liked to have back. It kind of just trickles through him and sits there for a half a second, and then over the line. Yeah, he looked like he thought he had that goal, too, but it just, as you said, it just trickled in there, and it was a goal for Krejci. It's nice to see Krejci score again. uh, Seven goals during the season. He said, how many games did he play? Uh, Krejci so far has been involved in... Sorry about that. I think he's been in 30 games. A couple more than Bergeron, who was also injured. So yep. so he's, it's also nice It's nice to see Krejci score. He's had a total of 24 points this season in those amount of 30 games. He's only missed six, but yeah, it's this is pretty good for him. Yeah, I mean, last year, we. I don't think... I think a lot of people, including myself, would like to see Krejci repeat what he did last year. Unfortunately, we haven't seen it just yet this year. Yeah, but I think we will. It's just we're at the uh, end of the 2019 year and going into a new decade. I think seeing Krejci get more goals around the around January or February will be very good to see. And then maybe the playoffs, we might see something better. Yeah, the the, the Bruins need to do something about that second line. We can talk about that when we do yeah. grade it, grades later. I just... There's just you gotta do. You, there's something not working right now. You've lost seven out of your last eight games. You were on the verge of losing this game that we're talking about here. Like they yeah. they were coming back, yeah. and I I felt it. I don't know if, how they felt on the bench. Obviously, because I'm not a player. I'm just some jackass on a, a podcast. You could kind of see it a little bit. There was a little worry that this was going to happen again. They just a month ago gave up four goals late in the game, and then all of a sudden, you know, Boston goes up 3 nothing on this Pasternak goal. Bobrovsky lumbers back to his feet. Krug to Marshawn. The shot tipped home. David Pasternak with number 27. And the Bruins produce a power play goal. Yeah, 27th goal of the year from David Pasternak. Puts the Bruins up 3 to nothing. But just under three minutes into the third period, Mark Pesek scores. And about halfway through the period, Keith Yandel scores. Florida's now 3-2. to two. This is where I was starting to get worried. This is yeah, what I was just too. getting at. So. I thought I was terrified what was going to happen. I didn't want this happening again. Yeah, I was getting a little ahead of myself. But this is what I was talking about, just... Halfway through the third period, you're only up by a goal. And if we've learned anything over the last, I don't know, three, four weeks, it's just always if, just if one, you get into overtime, you're losing. Yeah, there's always just one period that the Bruins just feel like they just take a nap. And this time it was the third period. It doesn't really normally happen during the third. It mostly happens during the first and second. That's what you expect. But this was the period 
where they just turned off, just like the last Florida game. They just sort of turned off, and yeah, you I, saw what Florida did to us. I don't they really, won. I don't excuse me. I don't really want to call it turning it off. It's you know, I like your analogy of it's like they're taking a nap. I don't know what lulls them to sleep. You, we were seeing it a lot in the second period, like you were mentioning. Yeah, it. maybe it's just the other team just sort of like go, uh, getting a fire in them and just. Turning it up. Yeah, I understand that there's ebbs and flows to the game. You're, like, you're yeah. not gonna, you're not gonna just dominate an NHL team for 60 minutes. But the Bruins aren't playing a full 60 minutes. They, some games they're playing 40. Some games, there was a game a couple weeks ago. They didn't show up till the third period. You know, you, yeah. you you're living, you're living on the edge here. You know, one one false move and you're gonna fall off that cliff. And there always will be false moves from the Bruins. I mean, they had a lot during the the, the Florida game, of course. Even though they did win, and they were having a, they they came off from a five game losing streak. They had a lot of faults in the, in that game, obviously. So going into this, they were obviously going to bring the, a couple of those into the Florida game and learn from the faults from the last game. If yeah. You know what I mean? You've you've been seeing an awful lot of uh, bad habits over the last month month and a half of the season. There's something to be said for the Stanley Cup hangover finally kicking in at this point. Uh, you. you I was happy to see them take off the way they did. You know, they I thought the Bruins played really well in the playoffs and through October you saw that same intensity, you saw those same good things, but then in November you started to see things creep in. And now that we're in December, we're about to take the uh the holiday break here and things are just not looking good. Are they are they just exhausted? Is it the all the games they've played in the last calendar year finally catching up to them or is it just they're getting too lackadaisical. I, I I don't know. Like lackluster. Yeah. It, yeah. Obvi- obviously, these guys play with a lot of pride, um, but right now I think it's just taking a few things for granted. And you know, any any one of us who does the same thing day in and day out is gonna every once in a while cut a corner. It's human nature. I'm not saying that they're cutting corners, but are they just are they not as amped up as they need to be at certain points? So to finish off this game, we had David Postonok score his league-leading 28th goal of the year. Yeah, that was just a, a nice, easy, uh, empty netter. Bergeron wins the faceoff over to Marshawn. Marshawn finds Postonok, and from center ice, he puts it in the empty net. Bruins win. Everything is good until Tuesday night. We move on to the L.A. game. L.A. comes to town on Tuesday and beats Boston in overtime to put ba- Boston back in the losing column. Boston played from behind a couple of times with this one, having to catch up twice before taking the lead in the third period. L.A. would tie it with about two minutes to go um, with the goalie pulled. Yeah, just, just this last minute was obviously just not a good last minute. That's all i got to say about it. Yeah, the Bruins seem to have one another one of these, quote, bad habits that I just mentioned is um, – They've been giving up that six-on-five goal lately. Um, they've been giving up the untimely goals throughout the course of the year. It's just—it's been a little—it's been a little tough to watch. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, honestly, I'm gonna say this right now: that Danton Heiden goal, if that wasn't called, this would not even. This would probably not be a close game. It would probably just be a regulation loss for the Bruins. I thought this Heiden goal was a little BS. Let's let's listen to it right now. Pasternak out high. Marshawn closes and hits Heiden's stick. Wow. Looked like it went off his right skate. Might have been off his skate, right? 
Yeah, if you listen to that clip a little, I cut it a little early on that. I just, I apologize, but if you listen to that, I believe it's uh, Breck Hussein. It looks like it almost could be a kicking motion. I yeah. get it. I know what you're saying. I, I'm gonna take the fucking yeah. goal. I am too. I mean, we've had a lot of disallowed goals ourselves. I think they were on six, six or seven. Yeah, it's about yeah. time we had a ugly goal ourselves. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was. It, it looked like he was just trying to position it to stop it. Yeah, I get it. I, I, didn't I, see I get what he's trying to do. I didn't see a definite kicking motion. Yes, the way he was putting his skate down, it's moving towards the net. You could argue that one either way. I'm just glad it. I'm just glad the NHL called it. I think. Uh, Toronto's getting my message that I think yeah, that's they're starting to feel bad for the Bruins. Yeah, I, I doubt if anybody in Toronto ever feels bad for the Bruins. <laughs> if there is, I need to know who they are. Um, so that ends up tying the game at one in the first period. Great, perfect. Let's go into the second period. Let's regroup. But no, early in the second, Adrian Kempe on a on a penalty kill gathers up a Brad Marchand rebound, goes end to end, shorthanded, beating Tuka Rask five hole. Can I don't, can I I just don't know how you, that happens. Can I just ask you, what the fuck was Pasternak doing right there? You tell me. I don't know what the hell he was doing. He just... They need, they need to do something about the penalty kill. They need something about the special teams as a whole, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, they have, to do, they have to change their lineup. They have to go to practice, start something new with... The, both the power play and the penalty kill. Yeah, I think it, I mentioned it last week. I think you need to break up that top line either on the power play or as the regular lines because everybody, anybody who watches the games, anybody who even half-ass watches the games can see that they're trying the same shit. Now, I, I did notice the other day, uh, I believe it was uh, against the Islanders, they did a couple different things as far as um, when they were on the power play. But, I mean, it really... Bergeron in the buffer, or Pasternak on the left wing circle, uh, or you know, if you if you you get one and done, one shot rebound, and it's cleared down the other end of the ice. Yeah, it, it's been a lot of the same. I mean, going into the LA game from the Florida game, we have been two for six on this power play, and we had a shorthanded goal to add to that. It's just unacceptable. I don't know what, I don't know. They they have to change their power play. It's yeah. just unacceptable. This is a problem that. That started last year, where I, I forget. I think it was like nine shorthanded goals against. It was something kind of crazy. They're up Ugh. to. I think that was only their third this year. Um, I, my numbers might be a little off on that. I can't quite see it in my notes right now. But it, it's you're on the power play and you're giving LA the lead in this game. It just didn't bode well for the rest of the game, if you ask yeah. me. Bergeron would tie it up. Ten forty four of the period, taking the Tory Krug pass at the top of the slot, and wristing the puck uh, off the post and in past Jonathan Quick. Krug off the half boards, Bergeron's wrist shot, scores! You know, you, you think that it's all tied up and you, you're good. Still saw some shit in that period I didn't really like. Um, yeah, I agree. A, mi- a minute 24 into the third period, Brandon Carlo with his third. DeBrusque tries a self-pass. Carlo's shot scores! Brandon Carlo scores his first goal in 23 games. 23 games for Carlo. And somebody wrote the other day that Carlo's finding his game offensively. Uh, I don't remember who that was, but that's not really finding your game offensively, if you ask me. But, you know, there was a puck battle along the boards in the circle. DeBrusque finds 
uh, Carlo, who just comes up and wrists it in, and I, I'm willing to bet that Jonathan Quick would like that one back. Yeah. Uh, Carlo, he has been playing well recently. He's had no points. Only one point from the last five games we've had, from the LA game being the goal. So it's nice to see him get a get something going. Um, yeah, but he hasn't actually been playing very good. He's he, I think he's just been mediocre, in he, my opinion. He's been playing good defensively. Yeah, I, I have no problem. Probably with one it. of the best with Krug. Krug and Carlo, I think, should be. I like that pair. I like I like him a lot, and I think they should probably try him for a first line. But I want to. I, I'd like to uh, say the defensive play for later. Yeah. Okay. That's not a problem. Yeah. Um, but, I, right now we run the LA game. Yeah. I honestly don't find uh, Carlos play to be terrible this year. Uh, I think he's a solid defenseman, and I like yeah, him as a. It's defenseman. not been bad. I think it just hasn't been good. I think he can do better with some a little bit more assists, with I, more good passes. I think the problem is is uh, and I'll look it up a little bit better. But I mean, you have Carlo and. McAvoy, who are your two young studs coming up, and they're really not producing points for you the way you would like. Yeah, but they have been, they have had close chances with uh, with uh, some points. They've had, they've they've been close. <laughs> you know, you get. I, I think your defense as a whole needs to come up a little bit bigger for you. I mean, you yeah, got, you got Tory Crew. He has twenty four points. He missed a little bit of time, didn't he? Uh, Charlie McAvoy, 12 points. Zdeno Chara, 13 points. I mean, that's the five goals that Zdeno Chara has this year is the most surprising thing for me from Chara. Um, yeah, I mean. You, you saw him start to slow down a little bit last year, so that doesn't really surprise me that you're seeing it seems yeah, to be a little I mean, bit more defined yeah. right now. But the fact that he has five goals and Charlie McAvoy has zero, no, that's not working for me. Yeah, you know, we know McAvoy is that offensive defenseman. He I mean, don't get me wrong. He's had a couple of really good assists, really good passes. He's played very well offensively, but McAvoy on the defensive play, bad. I don't think he's played good at all. I think he's had a couple of really bad giveaways. Yeah, that we, I, we were talking about Dallas. He's fallen down on the power play. He's you know turning it over at the blue line with nobody behind him. Yeah, I I, I completely agree with that. We'll uh, we'll fail him later when we talk about him. <laughs> yeah, we said defensive play later. <laughs> so. Two minutes, one second left in the game with the goalie, with Jonathan Quick on the bench. Matt Roy slaps home a one-time, a pass rask from the point, and we have a tie game. We're heading to overtime. Three minutes, 23 seconds into overtime. Hansi Kopitar wrist the puck past Tuka Rask from the top of the left-wing circle. This is after Bergeron misses the net completely on a grade-A chance on a breakaway. Uh, this Bjork is stopped by Quick. On a on a breakaway, um, I can't fucking believe it. We just we've lost. The Bruins have lost to three of the worst teams in the NHL. Each time that these teams we've played, we're playing down to the competition. It doesn't feel good as a fan. I'm sure it feels like shit as a player, but um, yeah, I, I just I'm I'm sick and tired of losing to these shit teams. Why why are the Bruins losing to these shit teams? First off, I want to say I I I'm really surprised I predicted this with the amount of goals that the LA Kings had. I said four; they had four goals. It, it's a shame it had to come like this. <laughs> we, you know what? We should do we should do a segment and call it Scale Stradamus. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting good like, at this. Yeah, I it's a it's a bad team. I mean, with Ottawa and Detroit, we lost and we lost to them badly <clears throat> with with the huge amount of goals. 
Yeah, and, and I said even said Rass would be in this net. I'm gonna say right now, Rass did not play good this game. He didn't play good. They had a total of 27 shots. Rass could have saved a couple of them. This Matt Roy goal, I think he could have saved. Is it Matt Roy or Matt Hoy? Roy? It's like. Oh, I'm I'm not sure. It's spelled R O Y, so I yeah. I pronounced it Roy. So if I pronounced it wrong, I apologize. I think it's like Hoy or something. I mean, it's just I, I'm with you. Tuka hasn't been playing well. I I I'm the biggest yeah. Tuka defender. You probably know. It's not good. Tuka has just, not been playing very well. Halak has not been playing playing great either. I'm, I'm I agree sorry. with you. I, I hate to say it. Too. Our goaltending, which was phenomenal in October, absolutely yeah. the, phenomenal. His, the Florida game was his worst. It had to be his worst. Who, Halak? One of his worst, definitely. Yeah. Um, who lost in Chicago? I think it was... Was uh, that Rask? Yeah. Yeah, it was Rask. You're right. Uh, that might have been Halak's worst game. Uh, I said last week he would be my seventh player. Uh, I'm not taking that back because nobody else on this team has really stepped up beyond that. Yeah. You, if you don't have Halak's, what, seven, eight wins? Yeah, eight wins. If you don't have Halak's eight wins, that's 16 more points you're down. Uh, the Bruins have not been, uh, other than Halak, and well, you know, Hudobin had a good I'm year. Gonna, I'm us. actually going to say right now, I kind of take it back with his first game on the Florida game. He played good during the first and second period, but the third period was probably one of his worst. Yeah. I, you know me. I, I'm going to jump to the defense of the goaltenders pretty much all the time. Yeah. If your team isn't playing well in front of you defensively, you're fucked. Yeah. Like, there's nothing you can do about some of these goals. People have always complained Tuca goes down too early. Tuca goes down too early. Go back to the Stamkos goal in Tampa. He stays up. Stamkos goes five hole. There's a, another goal in the Islanders game coming up where he stays up and he goes five hole. So you're not going to win. And then I get people tweeting at us, you know, oh, where's my Tuca boo-boos or whatever it was. Well, you know what? Your power play can't score unless it has an extra fucking power play right now. You you had Tuca allows two goals in this Islanders game we're gonna talk about. And it's Tuca's fault? Uh no, no. I'm sorry. It's on the entire goddamn team. Stop playing blaming just the goaltender on this one because it's absolutely ridiculous that you're just looking at this one position when there's so much else going around that's not yeah. going right. Even this Kopitar goal in the overtime game from the LA Kings game, in my opinion, I think Rask could have gotten this one. But uh, I'll I'll absolutely give you that. Rask could have gotten this one, but, but doesn't again, it, it doesn't, doesn't it come mean off it's a turnover. Yeah, it, it came off on a turnover, and you know, Anze Kopitar, you know, he's a captain of the LA Kings. He plays amazing during overtime, and he gets it in there. Just simple goal for him. I mean, I I will say it again. Rask could have gotten this, but the defense the. The three per the three people on the on the overtime need to do better. Yeah, that the defense the, they are to be blamed for. The defensive structure of this team right now is questionable at best sometimes. But um, I will say though, Brass didn't play good in the LA game. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not nobody arguing. played good during this. I'm not LA arguing game. that nobody's been playing good this week. I, they're probably lucky they won that Florida game at this yeah, point. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, they're lucky it was an, they got into overtime for the LA game. We came we came out of last week and we felt good because yeah they lost to Washington and they lost lost to Tampa, but they looked like they were playing better instead of only playing say you know hard for half the game. They they looked like they started 
to fix a couple of things and look right. And then it just has fallen apart this week. It's fallen apart for this whole month. I, 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 oh, I, yeah. I, this, this last four weeks of hockey have been kind of tough. David Rodriguez, Tyler Scales, this is the Boston Bee Party. Follow us on Twitter at Boston Bee Party. Let's move on to the Islanders game on Thursday night. Uh, this game, I'm, you know, I I was pissed off about the LA game. I'm not quite as pissed off about the uh, the Islanders game here. Three to two. Again, what I was getting at with that Tuca rant I just had a second. Tuca gives up two goals in this game. One in the the third in the shootout, but he gives up two goals. He gives your team a chance to win. But you have Anders Bjork, who hadn't scored in a dozen games finally get off the schneid so to speak and then your power play needs to be a five on three to score your power play which was your best weapon and tops of the league is slowly coming back down to earth just like the rest of the team again is this is this a stanley cup hangover thing i'm not so sure but you know i'm starting to look at it as oh crap they're running out of gas so i couldn't really watch this islanders game i was actually watching uh the star wars movie but I did see one goal, and it was the Matthew Barzell goal. I can't blame this on Rask at all. This was all defense. This was such an unacceptable goal. He was wide open. He had the whole entire net wide open. And it was an easy goal for him. And you know, and Matthew Barzell actually is one of the is the the, the leading scorer in the Islanders. So of course he's going to get that goal. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were pissed that the Bruins didn't pick him up in that draft. But that's yeah, that's neither here or there. So, quick recap of this game. Anders Bjork scores first for for the Bruins in this game. Minute 58 into the first period. Charlie Coyle steals the puck from uh, Ryan Pollock. Just inside the bar, the blue line, tri- uh, trickles over to Bjork, who risks it up and over. Simeon Varlamov's, uh, I think it was his blocker side, from inside yeah. the dot. Let's listen to that right now. Charlie Coyle comes out of the corner against Matt Barzell. Chara, a thunderous blast off two sticks. Bjork closes, he scores! Anders Bjork with his first goal in 12 games. The kid just keeps getting better. It was a nice goal, but, you know, he's one of your younger kids, and, yeah, you want that secondary scoring, but where's the rest of the team been? You had DeBrusque and Krejci wake up in the Florida game, right? It was Florida, and then you know, kind of fall back asleep. And your first line is, what was the last time Brad Marshall scored a goal? I know he, I know he's got like 33 assists on the season. He has the most points in our team too. Yeah. And, and uh, so I'm really not complaining about that. But when was the last time he scored a goal? Where you see him walk in. He's, Probably the Montreal game. Yeah. That's the last one I could think of. That was what, two weeks ago at this point? Yeah. You know, I – you see him walk in, and he's got that awesome shot, and he can stop on a dime. It's just not going in for him right now, and that's too bad because yeah. he's one of your best players. Um, f- former Bruin Johnny Boychuk would tie the game at 3.26 into the second period, and Matthew Bozal, like you said, would give New York the lead. Yeah, um, add that to my list of going way too ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. We're, we're, uh, we're like an erratic heartbeat. We're all over the place. Yeah, but this goal is the only – Big thing I saw from the Islanders game. I, I did say before, I, I did see the Star Wars movie, so yeah. I couldn't watch this well, game. No spoilers. I'm sure there's a lot of Star Wars geeks who yeah. listen to us. Sorry to all you Star Wars geeks. 
<laughs> I, I just said I, I saw it. That's all I did. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, so Tory Krug would tie the game, 7:24, the third period. Eight seconds in on a five-on-three power play, just walks in to a David Krejci pass. One times it passed Varlamov. Pasternak to Krug. Low for Krejci. Krug walks in and scores. Tory Krug with a one-time bomb. It's tied, and the Bruins still have a buck fifty-three on the power play. And they would do absolutely nothing with that buck fifty-three. I don't even think they asked for change. You know, yeah. it's one bad thing in this game was what? the power play again. Five changes on the power play. You only got one. Right. Only got one goal. So right now your power play needs a fucking power play to score. And that's an issue. It's not a goaltending issue. It's a scoring issue. We've had yeah. we've been talking about this for four or five years now about yeah, how Boston scoring, needs more scoring. Yeah, the scoring as a whole, both primary and secondary scoring. They have been bad and it's a primary issue if you want to go into the playoffs and think you're going to win the playoffs is where you need your scoring to be at most and it's not working with these like 10 games we've had or five yeah these uh, these last few weeks have been kind of tough obviously um jordan emberley excuse me jordan emberley and matthew barzal would score for the islanders in the shootout while only david Pasternak would score for boston boston starts another losing streak i mean you knew it was over as soon as it went to overtime. Boston is what two and three, I think, in overtimes, and they're like oh for the goddamn century uh, in the shootout. So you know, once it gets past, say that three minute mark in overtime, it, it's a scheduled loss. Yeah, you can just kind of bank on it. Again, I'm David Rodriguez with Tyler Scales. We're gonna take a quick break. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Boston B Party One. Coming up, we are gonna talk about the Taylor Hall trade and. Ilya Kovalchuk. Way to screw that up, Dave. We'll be right back. Charlie Coyle comes out of the corner against Matt Barzell. Chara, a thunderous blast off two sticks. Bjork closes, he scores! Anders Bjork with his first goal in 12 games. The kid just keeps getting better. Pasternak out high. Marshawn closes and hits Heinen's stick. Wow. Looked like it went off his right skate. Might have been off his skate, right? DeBrusque tries a self-pass. Carlo's shot scores! Brandon Carlo scores his first goal in 23 games. Krejci taps to McAvoy. Yields Jake DeBrusque, who one-hands it past Strowman. He scores! Jake DeBrusque puts the Bruins ahead. Back to the Boston Bee Party. David Rodriguez, Tyler Scales. Tyler, we got the we got Christmas coming up. Uh, the NHL is going to shut down the 24th, 25th, and 26th for its annual holiday break. Uh, they have a holiday roster freeze. I think it goes into effect Monday. I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, I believe it goes through New Year's, so they don't want people making big trades at this point. Kind of would suck to uproot your family. Uh, for the holidays speaking of family and holidays what do you got going on on christmas so christmas eve i'm gonna be uh doing my christmas with my grandmother and my 
family as usual. We opened up presents and stuff. Same day with Christmas Day. And I get to see more of my family. We get to eat some good food. Yeah, I always enjoy Christmas, man. It's it's nice. pretty fun. Nice. Do you stay home or? Yeah, I stay home for Christmas mostly. That's cool. People come over. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what did you ask Santa for? A couple of video games because, you know, me, I'm a huge gamer. Uh, I've asked for some uh, clothes, of course. Nice. I feel like I should. I, I'm a lot a- more stylish. I'm asking for a <laughs> Bruins winning streak. <laughs> oh yeah, we need that. We need that, especially for the new year. Yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty nineteen needs to end for the Bruins. I think at this point it's getting a yeah. little <laughs> getting very stale, very lackluster. Well, that's good. Who does the cooking at your house? Mom, grandma, a little bit. Yeah. Of, a little bit of everyone. A little bit of everybody, yeah. except me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I I can cook something. Yeah. What can you cook? Ramen. No. <laughs> Boil a hot dog. Maybe some craft macaroni and cheese. Let's make a sandwich. <laughs> I make a good sandwich. Nice, nice bologna and uh, mustard. Yeah, sure. Uh, what are you doing for Christmas, Dave? Uh, I'm going to have some family coming over. Uh, I'll have a, probably 12 to 15 people over. Cook turkey, maybe some ham. You know, just an extended Thanksgiving, so to speak, but with presents. Nice. So it should be a, should be a good time. Um, the reason I bring up holidays, you know, we in trades being shut down is we just obviously had the big uh, Taylor Hall trade. New Jersey and Arizona got together on this one. New Jersey sends Taylor Hall and Blake Spears to Arizona in exchange for three prospects: forward Nicholas Merkley, Merkley, excuse me, Nate Schnarr, and defenseman Kevin Ball. Um, as well as two conditional draft picks, a 2020 first-rounder and a 2021 third-rounder. Good score for New Jersey. Good change of pace, apparently, for uh, Taylor Hall, who somebody told me made some very off-color comment about never wanting to go back to New Jersey. What did you think of the trade? So I wasn't expecting the trade to happen like very soon in the season. I thought it was going to happen at least around near the trade deadline, of course. Uh, I'm not surprised Taylor Hall got traded, of course. We all saw it coming uh, to Arizona. I'm not really surprised he went to a team like that. They're a pretty good team with Phil Kessel over there. So I wonder if they're going to play together, too. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not sure about those lines. I'm pretty sure he scored for Arizona the first game that he played. Yeah. Um, my issue with Hall is I felt he's always been inconsistent. Uh, it's good to see him get that fresh start that apparently he obviously needed. He apparently wasn't happy down there they weren't gonna sign him they got what they could for him and i think they got a pretty good haul a conditional first and third rounders over the next two years two yeah. forward uh prospects and a defensive prospect i don't yeah. know anything about them i'm not even though the devils this year are not gonna win the cup obviously are you sure they're they're not doing too good this year <laughs> <laughs> i mean they got guys like pk subon Wayne Simmons, Kyle Palmieri, and the the new rookie on their team, Jack Hughes, on that team. And they haven't been able to get a lot of wins. They've just been the most disappointing team, in my opinion, this year. Not not Ottawa, not Detroit, New Jersey Devils. Yeah. Most disappointing team. I can see that. Um, Now I thought that would be at least in the the top five for standings with that kind of team on their their roster. And they just lost their coach and now Taylor Hall. Yeah, I, I don't think Taylor Hall was ever really a great fit over there. Now, let's just 
Let's just talk it out because that's what we do. You know my feelings on uh, Hall. I never wanted him, but let's just say that you really wanted him, and I don't think you've ever actually said that, so I'm not putting words in your mouth. I didn't want him on this team. Yeah, so, <laughs> but just play devil's advocate for me for a minute. Knowing what Arizona gave up to uh, New Jersey to get Hall, if you wanted him on Boston, what would you have given up for a similar package? Like, would, it, would it have been worth it to you? Trent Frederick, probably one of our AHL promising players from Providence. Yeah, I actually read something the other day. Since he's gone back to Boston, he's been playing much better. Nice. Uh, back from Boston, excuse me. Um, yeah, again, I, I wouldn't want him. But if I wanted him, I mean, you're talking you would have had to give up probably a DeBrusque. Probably Krug. Probably uh, one of those two, uh, obviously. You would have had to give up a first, a third. You yeah, would have had is... to give up uh, probably uh, a Sinitian, who is a young player I'd like to keep an eye on. Yeah. Uh, and you'd have to pull out another defenseman down in uh, Providence. You might have had to give up a Studnicka, who was playing played a couple really good games yeah. up here. So I don't think it would have been worth it, especially the position that Boston's in yeah, right now. Yeah, th- this is why I really didn't want it. They would give up a good player who's been so promising on the Bruins, like the Brusk and Krug. They are promising players for our team, and I don't want to give them up for a guy who looks like he hasn't been doing too well. Yeah, it I, just I agree. gets me worried. Former <laughs> first-round uh, number one overall draft pick. Just, I mean, he played on those God awful Edmonton teams for years, and then he gets traded to New Jersey, who's not really the best team. He was did get named MVP two years ago, but it just never really came to fruition for him. Not somebody I actually wanted, but you know, seeing the Hall, I I imagining what you would have to put together for him to come to Boston. I don't like the, even just the the prospect of putting that together. Yeah, but let's take that and turn this into our next conversation is. The L.A. Kings terminated the contract of Ilya Kovalchuk this this week. He played less than two seasons in L.A., total of 81 games, had 19 goals, 24 assists for 43 points, was a minus 36, only five uh, power play goals and 12 power play points in that span. 6'3", 220 pounds. Here's my question. You don't have to give up anything but money to Kovalchuk, and he said he was willing to pay play for the minimum, the league minimum, which is $700,000. Good fit, bad fit in Boston. He'd be a good fit for secondary scoring. In my, because for almost two decades, this guy has had so many goals on his record. I mean, yeah, it, And he played five years in the KHL over in Russia, and he was pretty damn good over there. I don't know what happened in L.A., uh, is is it uh, he too big for his britches? Does he come over here with that attitude of, I don't have to listen, listen to coaching? Was he a good teammate? I don't know. I haven't heard anything bad about him. But what's going on where a guy this talented, I think he's, what, 36 years old? He'll be 37 in April. Like, what, what went so wrong for Kovalchuk in L.A. that you could possibly now pick him up for $700,000? I don't know, man. He's he seems like he's always like a good player to play with. I mean, he he won a trophy, I believe, uh, the Rocket Richard Trophy. Rocket Richard, yeah, back in two thousand and four. Yeah, I don't know what happened. What's going on with him? Maybe he just gets too cocky with his skill, which would not be good. Of course, I've said it before. Getting too cocky is bad. Uh, but Kovalchuk is he's a star player. I mean, I don't, I don't know what even 
to this day. He's still a star player. I think he would be a good for this team, like Bacchus and like how Bacchus has been. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people out in Bruins Nation, that uh, Bruins land, whatever you want to call it, that are going to say Bacchus has not been that good for the Bruins. But I get what you're saying. Uh, you would bring leadership, possibly. Uh, I think Bacchus, is, that's the best thing that he brings to you right yeah, now is leadership. the leadership. The fact that he's not, he's sitting up on the, the ninth floor all the time, but you don't hear him pissing and moaning about it in the media or anything, and you don't hear anything coming out that he's a bad teammate. To the contrary. Now, Kovalchuk, uh, they told him, L.A. told him he wasn't going to play. He skated with the team in practice. He said uh, something to the extent of, yeah, well, if they need me, I'm here. You know, I'm, mm. I'm going to practice with my teammates and try and be a good teammate. So uh, I think he would be a good fit, fit if he's playing right wing because obviously Krejci needs that guy. He's a big body, 6'3", 222. Yeah, him and Krejci could be really good together. And DeBrusque over on the left over there, I, I think that would be a real good line, and you could stop piecing all these people in. Cassidy really wants to keep Charlie Coyle down at the third line center. Okay, that's great. But who the fuck are we putting over there? Do we really need a revolving door? Uh, yeah. So I think for $700,000, a team that's this close to the cap in the Boston Bruins, needing somebody who can put the puck in the net now, Again, 19 goals over the last 81 games of his career isn't exactly what L.A. or anybody thought you were going to get from Kovalchuk. But is it worth a shot? I mean, worst case, what do you do? You just wash your hands of him, right? I think it is worth it to get him. I think it, I think it will be good for us. We need more secondary scoring. This is what we need. And he's he, he, every year he's at least had double digits in scoring. So Yeah. Yeah, he's an amazing player. He knows how to shoot. Are you looking at his stats right now? How many? Yeah. How many goals did he have for LA this year? This year he had, he only had three goals, even though it was at the start of the year. So okay. obviously he only had seventeen games he played in. So so last year he scored sixteen. So I mean that's in sixty four games. Yeah. Okay. I mean it's starting to fade, but maybe for a new team it could be a lot better. I I think the Bruins could use sixteen games in these uh, sixteen goals in these final forty Absolutely. games. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know I. Where's my stats? But there's what four players in double digits for the Bruins as far as goals are concerned. Yeah, Pasternak, Bergeron. No, oh, just three: Marshawn, Pasternak, Bergeron. The next closest is Krejci at seven, and Bergeron only has eleven. So you're getting fifty-six goals from two players in Marshawn yeah, and, and Pasternak. The primary scorers have double digits in scoring. That's it. And that's it. You know, for the last several years, you've had five, six players with twenty goals. Yeah, and since uh, we're talking not, about since we're talking about these lines, that's not happening this yeah, year. Yeah, since we're talking about these lines now, do you want to see how we're doing with uh, our lines so far? Uh, you want to get into some grades? Let's go. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Let's get into some grades. Time for the Boston Bee Party report card. It's about midway through the season. Uh, Boston has played what thirty. 36 games. 36 games. By the time we're going to take a two week break, we're not going to be here next week. So, this is actually kind of fitting for us. Yeah. Um, I've mentioned in the past, I feel that Christmas is the real litmus test. Oh, dude, nice, nice stutter, Dave. Uh, is really where you're going to tell in the standings. You're only going to move a position or two generally this time of year uh, to the end of the year. So, 
let's get into it. Let's start with the first line. Brad, Brad Marchand, David Pasternak, and Patrice Bergeron as a whole, what would you give them for a grade so far this year? I had to give them an A, an a or an A-, minus, probably close to an A. As we said before, all three of these guys are double digits in scoring, so they know how to they know they are the best at scoring, obviously. Marshan and Pasternak have a total of 101 points together. Bergeron, he missed a couple of games, but he even even when he came back, he's been playing amazing. Probably one of the best, probably the best player this month for us. Yeah, he's definitely he was definitely missed, and him coming back into the lineup has been good, although it's hasn't resulted in the win column. Yeah. Very much. Um, I, I'm going to give this first line an A-. minus. Uh, you guys all know my thoughts as far as I think they're a little stagnant. I think they need to mix it up a little bit more. Um, but, mm. I mean, uh, 129 points between the three of them. Obviously, they're your, they're your number one line for a reason. But I think it's time to mix and match that line a little bit more. Uh, a minus for me on them. I would give out of those three. I would give, believe it or not, David Pasternak the lowest grade of a B plus, and that's just because of his defense. I can't take anything yeah. away from his offensive game, but I think he needs to be a little more defensive minded. Yeah, sometimes I, I understand what you're saying too, and maybe he, I feel like sometimes he's a little selfish with the puck, even though he has 28 goals. I mean. I, I see that. Makes I, think you that think. I think part of the problem with that first line sometimes is they're too unselfish. Actually, yeah, I do agree with you. They they do pass they do pass a lot. There was a game last week we talked about where uh, Pasternak actually passes the puck back, th- tries to get through two defenders to find Marshan. Where uh, I think at the time I said he's your hottest goal scorer. Why is he passing the puck right there? Maybe because we need more goals from Bergeron and Marshan, in my opinion. Or maybe the defense can try and score. Yeah. Maybe try and trick the goaltender. Um, I, I would actually like to see that entire top line, those three players, shoot the puck a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, and try some different angles because yeah. I think they're just trying from the same spots. And I get it. You get in a comfort zone. Yeah. Everybody finds a comfort zone. Yeah, I, mean, just, I sit you over there because I'm comfortable in this chair. Yeah, it's just my gut feeling says Pasternak feels a little selfish with the puck. Sometimes I feel like he just shoots it. Yeah, that's okay. I like it. I, we need the goals. I want, I want something. I want something more from that line. I, yeah. it, I know that's greedy. <laughs> yeah, but that and they've been great. They've been great this season. A little bit steel this month, but yeah. they're good. Good overall. Yeah. Uh, so again, that's the only reason I'm down there is because I'm going to pass and I could be plus because I want him to be a little bit better defensively. Yeah. Brad Marchand, uh, I mentioned it's been a bit since he scored a goal i f- i can't remember it's been a little while he has what 18 on the season I, do i think he's going to be a 40 goal scorer this year i'm hoping he's definitely going to be a 30 goal scorer though so i'm not yeah. too concerned about that uh moving on to the second line we will go with the second line of uh Krejci, debrusque and who's playing that today heinen so yeah. let's go let's go with that line that line right there tyler that's a b but with Heinen on that, a B minus. I I think Heinen deserves a C. I don't think he's played too great. He he's probably one of our best players on the, in, in the lineup. That's just not been there. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him. I, I I feel like his goal, his last goal with the LA Canes, was a bit lucky. And honestly, so, sometimes you need that luck, though. Yeah, I know I sound a little bit biased, but no, that's fine. Yeah, I you're just, allowed to be. 
Six goals. I mean, there's, there's somebody out there who agrees with me who wants him gone. <laughs> Six goals, nine assists, 15 points, and a plus five. Um, yeah, I, I I get it. Danton Heinen is not your ideal second-line right wing. Uh, I think he's better on the left side. I think he's better in a bottom six role. Um, yeah. I, really on that third line. Um, he's played in 36 games, so I'm, I think giving him a C – is a bit much. I'm giving this line here. I'm with you on the B. Um, yeah. I'd like to see. Yeah, maybe I was a little bit biased with Dan and Heinen. <laughs> no, I, I I like what I see from this second line. I love Krejci and yeah, Brust. Brust and Krejci are great together. Um, they they get a they get a B obviously for me. Krejci with 24 points, seven goals, 17 assists in 30 games. Uh, yeah, 24 points in 30 games. I'll absolutely take that. We would like to obviously see that season we saw from Krejci last year. And, you know, DeBrusque has had a couple really good first years. Um, and Heinen, he, people want more out of him. In that first year, I think he had 47 points, and then last year he dropped down to 36, give or take a point or two there. I think that his rookie season is really why people are like, what the fuck, man? Where's Dan Heinen go? You know, I just don't. I think he's more of a defensive forward. Uh, yeah, but I think he should hit more. Doesn't well, look like he does. Well, I mean, I think everybody in Boston thinks all the Bruins should hit more. You know, everybody I mean, wants the big bad Bruins of the '70s, man. I know that's way before your time. <laughs> <laughs> a little before mine as well, but uh, yeah, I'm giving. I'm going with the B. I'm gonna give uh, Krejci the A. I'm gonna give. Um, DeBrusque and Heinen both B minuses. Uh, I'll give. I'm gonna give, I, I'm gonna give, give DeBrusque a B plus. Krejci, I, I I agree. I think I give him an A minus. And now I said before, DeBrusque and Krejci both Bs, but they deserve a higher one because they've been played amazing. But Dan Heinen for me, let's see. Okay, fair enough. I like it. Moving on to the third line, we get a third line tonight of uh, Bjork, Coyle, and Wagner. Not sure how I feel about that one. Um, I don't know about Wagner being on the third line. I think. He, I, I, I like him as a player, but I think he'd be fit better with Nordstrom or Corrali. We need to keep those guys together. They have good chemistry yeah. for a fourth line. I'm going to be interested to see this one. Wagner, yeah. I, uh, Wagner. you know what? Let's let's bump Wagner back down to the fourth line for right now. Let's not go Maybe, off of this well, game. We've seen Richie up there more. Yeah. Let's put Richie on that third line right now where where he, quote, belongs. Yeah. I think Coyle and Wagner could play good together, though. I, I think they've played together for a while before the Bruins. Yeah. I saw a picture with both of them in like a were jersey they, oh were they playing like in uh, like peewees or something or, or yeah or mites maybe high school or something <laughs> yeah it's crazy but yeah all right so moving on to the third line of coil bjork and richie um i'm i'm gonna start this one off i'm gonna give that one a uh a, a b i like what i've seen f- through coil for most of the year he's gone a little cold lately He's tough on the puck. I like how he gets that big ass out there, and it's hard to knock him off the puck. A la Yaga, I compared him to a few weeks back. Bjork, since he's come up uh, to start after starting, what was it about eight or nine games down in the AHL? Anders Bjork has played very well. Um, Twenty-eight games, ten points, plus three. I like what I see from him. I'm gonna give him uh, a minus in that uh, limited role that we've seen him in. Brett Ritchie. I don't see it. I'm going to give him a, a C. So in a whole, I'm going to give this, this line another B. Uh, definitely some room for improvement. 
I'm not letting Richie drag this line down too much because I like what I've seen from the other two guys. So Yeah. So I get this third lineup B also. I'm going to start with Richie. He has a total of two goals, two assists, and four points as a, whole, as a whole. 19 games he's played and then minus four. It's not been good. We need to see more of that physical play from him. He's the guy I thought we were going to have, like, the best, the most hits on the team. I mean, we see him in a couple of fights, but I think he can do better, and I think he's going to get a C for me as well. Yeah. For Bjork, he showed a lot of promise, of, four, of course, in 28 games. He's had 10 points with five goals and five assists. Probably one of our better guys for uh, secondary scoring. Uh, he gets a B-plus for me. I think we can – I mean, he, he just starts, so he just started. So a B-plus for him, but very good player. I like him. I think he should definitely stay when guys like Coleman come back. Yeah, I, I Coleman started skating. I saw that this week yeah. or last week, maybe late last week. The one thing about Richie is he's only played 19 games. He's been out an extended period of time with a couple of infections. So, I mean, his C may not be fair for him, but it's just from what I'm seeing, what I've seen from him when he's actually on the ice. I haven't uh, seen too much. I, I haven't seen a lot. It was he got, the, he got the first goal of the year for Boston in the first game against his former team. And I was like, oh, yes, great. But I'm still holding on to that yeah. feeling. So on to the fourth line. Oh, I, I need to oh. say something about Coyle. Oh, sorry. Yeah. My bad. I'm getting a little ahead of yeah. you now. So Coyle, with 36 games played, he had a bad start this season. Uh, but he started getting a lot better with a couple of goals in there. Yeah, he had a he couple has... taken off the board in the first week or two yeah. of the season, right? Uh, he had six goals, 11 assists. That's a total of 17 points. In the 36 games he's played, but the plus minus of plus two. So I'm going to give him a B. I think his bad start of the season could have prevented him from getting an A. So yeah, And he has gotten a little cold right now, too. So I get Yeah, it. I agree. Um, fourth line of Nordstrom, Wagner, and Corrali. I think one of the best fourth lines in hockey. I think it had a very slow start. I think... They've started to gain some traction. I know it's getting mixed up a little bit tonight. I'm going to give them a B plus. I yep. I like, for the most part, what I've seen from them. Um, you're not getting those timely goals like we have from them in the past, but they're starting to... You're starting to see them play a lot better against the top lines, which is what we, we as Boston fans would like to see, I think. Um, I'd like to see them be able to shut down those top lines a little bit more. So, um, looking at their stats real quick, uh, nothing really jumps off the page. And just yeah. B pluses across the board for them. Um, yeah, I I agree. I also give them a B plus. All those players maybe a B. So, with, I'm gonna start with Wagner. He's had 35 games. I don't know what game he missed, but he has three goals. A couple of them are really good. Uh, four assists with a total of seven points. Minus five, which is not good, but. He's probably our best player for physical play so far. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why he gets a B minus because he's been there on the body. Uh we need guys like him, Marshan and Yeah, not the, the only one. The fourth line, none of those three guys are afraid to take the body. Yeah. And Nordstrom they, they can they can yeah. put it in the net too, so Absolutely. Nordstrom, he's probably been the least my least favorite out of that whole line. He gets a C plus. Uh twenty five games played, three goals. Only one assist and four points, and a minus two. So he's not been too great, but I think he can get better as the season goes. And then Sean Corrali, 
probably the best person for offense on that line. Three goals, eight assists, 11 points. He's yeah. played great. I'm sorry. Uh, there were a couple of penalties he had. Not in that New York game, obviously. Terrible call. But he's played very good. He's had a couple of really good goals. So Yeah, I, I like Corrali. Uh, I like him on that fourth line center. If you have to slide him up to the third line, I think he plays pretty well. Yeah. Um, But no, I think ideally those guys are that's your ideal fourth line right now yeah uh you want to move on to the defense you got anything uh maybe you can talk about a little bit more players like uh david backus who's been kind of in, in between lines yeah he missed a whole month of the season he's only played 14 games you knew coming into the season he was gonna have to i i he was gonna have to wait for an injury uh to get on the ice or only play every what maybe fourth night is what you were expecting from him it it's at th- at three points for David Backus. Uh, I'm gonna give him a, a C C minus probably. Uh, Same. Um, unfortunately, he can't get on the ice. That contract is huge. Oh, well, I mean, he did have a bad injury during uh, the season, and he obviously you know, but the Ottawa game, he had a bad hit on somebody. Not yeah. if he didn't want to do that, obviously, but not his intention. No, but it, it, I don't even think it was a it was a bad hit like a. a a dirty hit. It was just an yeah. unfortunate hit the way they ended yeah. up hitting. That... Anyway, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Probably a C for me. Uh, I think he can do better as a former captain of the St. Louis Blues. He brings that leadership into the Bruins, as we said earlier. So, Yeah, and yeah. he's been a complete professional about it, so yeah, no issue there. Uh, who else are we missing? Parlin- Lindholm. Lindholm. Lindholm is uh, 20 games, one goal. For one point, I, I was interested in seeing this kid come over from Vancouver. Yeah, well, uh, like he has a couple of close chances with points. Obviously, I think he gets a C, a C as well. He's been playing all right. He had a good goal. Only the goal goal he had was during a blowout game. So uh. yeah, I, I'm gonna give him a D. D. A D. I wouldn't give him a D. I'd probably a C minus is yeah. understandable. No, well, or a D plus well, at least. Well, that's fine. Your your C minus is here. My D is on fucking right, parallel yeah. home, all right? <laughs> all right. I understand. I understand. That's your opinion. You're gonna give Tuka Rask probably an F, so whatever. Let me let me give this guy a D. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not putting your grades into your mouth. Uh I, I'm giving it to him. I'm sorry, you played twenty games. I'm not seeing much out of him. I'm I'm looking at some of the stats. At he's least only, he has a goal. He's only averaging less than eleven minutes yeah. on the ice. But at least he has a goal. I mean, Zach Sedition has two assists and he's yeah. averaging less time, you know? Yeah, but he needs an assist though. Yeah, he, I don't know how he has no assists. Right. That's just which is why how. which is why I'm going so low on this one. And this is great. It's about time you started yelling at me. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know about a D. I mean he has if you look if you watch him a little bit more closely, he has uh, good pucks, he's Pretty fast. He, I think he'd be like an icing one time, but yeah, but one time, one, uno. Yeah. uno. But the only player though, I can't see anybody else really doing that. Um, well, I gotta give for all the guys up and down. Uh, Sinishin, Sorelic, um, Studnika, Carey, Frederick, Hughes, Coleman. I gotta give them all incompletes. You, you've seen a uh, four. Four games, the most eight. Eight from Coleman was the most, yeah. and he's injured, so he definitely gets. Yeah, an I can't. Complete. I can't quite grade them all. Yeah, those, those guys. I'm sorry, I can't grade. Uh, moving on to the defense. Defense as a whole. First line, that's a B minus. I probably a C. 
I don't, I, uh, by first line, you're going with, we're going with Chara and McAvoy. Yeah. Yeah. Chara, C. C. I, I got to give him a C. Um, McAvoy, we've talked about no goals, 12 assists, I think it was, but no goals. He's a plus 13, but he's fallen down on the puck a couple of times, given up a couple bad turnovers that lead to breakaways and goals. Uh, Chara, I, we we've talked about how he just he's just starting to look a little bit slower. He's out yeah, of he's position a slow. lot. He's having a hard time getting the puck out. And yeah. I think being I I think giving them both C's right now is actually being generous. I'm, I'm apparently in the Christmas mood for them, just not parlaying the home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, McAvoy, I had to give him a C plus. He's had really he's been an offensive player. He's had no goals, which is another how, but. He's had he's had some good passes. He's been there. He's been all right defensively. He's a fast player, which is which is actually why he's with Chara. He's a fast player, but Chara is just slow, and he's getting old. Right then, well, <laughs> we're all getting old. All right, you are being what? What are you all like? 18. Sixteen years old. Uh, yeah, you're, you're getting older every day too. Um, don't don't go yeah. throwing the old card just because he's over forty. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <clears throat> um, but yeah, sees. I, I don't have much more to say about them. Unfortunately, the big thing, the big thing for Char over the last handful of years, five six years especially, is he's that nice, stay at home, solid defenseman. Takes up, I mean, Christ, his wingspan with his stick probably takes up over half the ice, left to right. You know. Yeah. So and then McAvoy, I, I want to see more of him defensively. Uh, he he he's been real solid defensively. I just yeah. want I want more offensively out of him. The fact that Chara has five more goals than him, and Chara only has five goals, that is is why I'm going so low on McAvoy right now. Yeah, uh, um, Chara. The only positive thing I can say about him is how physical he's been. He's been there for his teammates. He stands up for him. Absolutely. That's how he is. Absolutely. That's you the know, only positive thing I can say, but I don't want to take anything away from Char because he has been. I yeah. I personally think he's been great for us over the last what decade. Yeah, he's amazing. So, uh, moving on to Tory Krug and Brandon Carlo, probably an A minus or a B plus. They've been Krug has is definitely an A for me for defensive play, the best one. He's had really good goals. Um, he's helped our team a lot, like with important goals at least. He's been there for us, and I think he gets an A. For yeah. Carlo, I think he gets a B. I mean, he's played all right. I haven't seen too much from him. That LA game, he had a good goal. And he's had a couple of good uh, plays, but again, I just haven't seen too much from him. But I think he just—he's been good, but not like. Yeah, great. I'm, I'm going to give that combination a B plus. Uh, I'm going with an A minus on Tori Krug, and a uh, a B on. Carlo, I'd like to see a little more offense out of Carlo. He's got 11, 11 points, three goals. Uh, Tory Krug, A minus. Uh, you could really see when he was injured, the power play go down. And the only reason I'm going with the low A's on him is because the power play is really starting to struggle lately. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. I'm going. I'm going with that. Tory Krug. You, you know, there's been a lot of talk. Would you trade him? Would you keep him? If you can sign him. For what, 
maybe a million dollar a year raise. I mean, I don't want to give him seven million dollars a year, but what's he mean? Five and a quarter right now. So if yeah. you went up to about six and a quarter and you could get him for say like coil? three more years. Like a coil's contract. Yeah, something like yeah. that. I think I think would work. Uh, I think that would be a, a good deal for the Bruins. He, of he has said something to the extent, I believe, of taking a hometown discount. So uh, a third pair of Connor Clifton and, oh, my God, brain fart. Matt Grizzlick. Grizzlick, thank you. Matt uh, Grizzlick, I – well, for this line, probably a B or a B-. minus. They've been, they've been good, but not, like, again, not great. Uh Matt Grizzlick, I would give a B plus two or a B. Uh, he's been really good with shots. He's had amazing shots. One game he was on fire with two goals, I believe. Yep. Only yep. goals he has. Uh, seven assists, nine points. Pretty good. Uh, plus minus, he's at the zero mark. So he's played great for someone on the third line for defense. Yeah, I, I do like this combination. I like Connor Clifton. Nice young guy he yeah. now Although, now if you want to send him down to providence he's got to clear waivers because he's played yeah. en- enough games I think in he, the nhl he could probably go down to providence uh clifton probably a c plus i haven't seen too much from him two goals zero assists two points actually i might give him a c minus or a c at least <laughs> 26 games i thought he'd play a little less but yeah yeah he- c for him He's averaging uh fourteen forty two on the ice. We got Grizzly averaging eighteen thirty one. Um, yes, I, I think a little more offense out of Grizzly over Clifton would be nice. Yeah, I need uh, more from Clifton. I'm going with the B minus. I'm giving them both B minuses. Definitely some room for improvement, but I do like what I see from these two guys. So you're gonna give Linton a D, but you're giving Clifton a B minus. He's had 26 games and two goals, but Lindholm's had 20 and one goal. I don't. I, I, I think Clifton's played better than Lindholm, but I don't expect my defensemen to score. I expect them to defend. Uh, I expect my wingers to have more than right, one fucking right. goal 20 games all into right, this season. I hear you. Sorry, man. I understand. <laughs> I mean, Clifton's plus minus has been all right. I mean, yeah. he could be better, but he's a, he's a plus three. He's, be- I, I he's better than Grizzly in that category. He's better uh, than uh, Richie. Nordstrom, uh, Bacchus, he's better than all three yeah, of those guys. I know I give Hyden a C, but yeah, well, Lindholm a D? Yeah. I, I got to question that. Well, I, I mean, have to question it. Hyden has 15 points, so I, I'm going to say your C is a little low there. Uh, Lindholm, uh, let me tally this up. Um, one. One point. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I get it. We're not going to agree on everything, and that's cool. That's what makes this country so damn great. I think we need more research. Well, for both of us, we do. I got to do more research? I got fucking three notebooks here. You got one that I gave you in a piece of paper. All right. All right, right, on to goaltending. This is what... This is probably going to be even worse. I'm glad we had a warm-up round first. (laughs) Rask, uh, with 22... With 13 wins and four losses. I have to give him a B. Five overtime losses. Yeah, I have to give him a B. Nine twenty-two save percentage. I mean, there's been games he's been there for us. Fifty-one goals against. Actually, I might have to change that. Probably a B minus. You're lucky I didn't see a C. I <laughs> there's gonna Listen, be people are saying gonna disagree with me on a B minus, but don't be don't 
don't get all mad because we disagree, my man. Um, yeah, you know, that's that's fine. They want to disagree with me. I'm okay got with that. Nine twenty-two save fine. percentage. Nine uh, two twenty-nine goals against average. Uh, Thirteen four and five. Fifty-one goals against. Yeah. Okay. I think a I think a B minus is fair. I, yeah. If you want to go with a C, I, I can't argue with that. Um, for Halak. Eight, Probably an A minus. Eight three and three. A minus for no. me. No. No. Really? Yeah. There's been games he's been amazing. Eight, eight, three, and three. Nine twenty-eight save percentage. Two twenty-six goals against. Um, yeah, I get it. He's six hundredths of a percentage better on the save percentage, and he's three hundredths. And uh, we're gonna talk about how three, we. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Three thousandths yeah. of a percentage. Yeah, we're gonna talk about how we played bad you with know? with four goals against. I understand what you're saying, but. He he started playing amazing during that Washington game. He, that's he, a that's a first that's a first uh that's first in standings yeah. for what for Capitals. He's played great, but I'm not I'm not gonna go from giving Tuco Rask, who is yes, played more games, more minutes, has faced more shots, but his numbers are right there with Halak. I'm not gonna give him a, a C plus or a B minus and then jump for joy over Halak, who's played less <laughs> games, has barely better better stats. And give him an A minus. No, I'll give him a B or a B plus. I'm I'm gonna solidly disagree with you there. I'm he close been, to a B plus. I'll, I'll he admit. has been better than Tuca over the last month of the season, but just slightly. I understand. And that's what I'm going. I hear you. <laughs> All right. What are you gonna give Rask for a grid? Uh, I gave Rask a B minus. I'm gonna give Halak a B. <laughs> I know. I already said B minus yeah. for Rask. All right, all right. I I, gonna, I'm just not going B minus A minus for barely better stats. And I just think Halak's played amazing. He's played great for a backup goalie. I think he's played I, really good. I, I told, think that's why I say I'm A minus. I told you last week, and I told you earlier in this episode, I would absolutely vote for him for the seventh player uh, for Boston this year. Well, but, not, that I, not that I say backup. I, I mean fifty-fifty. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean they're both kind of in between for uh, goalies. All right, special teams before we actually fist fight <laughs> each other. All right, Boston is a uh, power play percentage of 26.13% and a penalty kill of 82.86%. Uh, they were really on fire on both of them. to st- uh, Actually, they were really on fire on the power play to start. Got off to a little bit of the slow start on the penalty kill. We've been a little back and forth lately. What, do you, what would you overall grade um, special teams together? If you were to mash them both together. Well, power play started out amazing, but all of a sudden, going into December, they, they started really doing bad. I mean, they were first in the league for power plays in the start, but all of a sudden now it's just been terrible. Yeah, they were up to about 32% at one point. For power play, it's tough. I have to give them a, a B. It's been tough. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I it's think... just been tough this, this month at least. This month, probably a D. But oh, yeah. for the other past couple of months, probably like a B. Yeah, it's, they've been they've been it's been decent, but yeah, would, this month's been horrible. I would give them a B. Uh, maybe maybe stretch it to a B plus. Uh, my thoughts are, I think we need more of the second unit out there on the power play. Um, but they've been one of the better ones. I I don't know where their ranking is, but twenty six percent is pretty decent if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, uh, they are uh, se- about seven percentage points above the league average, so that's something. Yeah, but I'm assuming they're in the top eight on yeah. power play. Yeah, of course. I agree. They, um, they've been they were good in the start, but 
they really they left in the dust. <laughs> nice. So the like pe- penalty Thanos. kill, 82, 86, 82.86%, uh, about two percentage points over the league average. Uh, I'm giving them a B- minus because of their slow start. They've uh, played better, but have kind of hiccuped again. I think uh, I think they'll figure it out. I think our pa- penalty kill and power play, I think overall our special teams will get a B. But I think our penalty kill has found its niche and then just fell back a little bit. Yeah, I, I think if the special teams would be too. Uh, I think they've been great. Uh, power play, they need to switch it up. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly with switching it up. Just not the first line together. Maybe try... Pasternak with somebody else. Yeah, maybe drop Pasternak down to that uh, second line right wing, and then you take um, who? Who do we just put in there? Uh, when Kuhlman gets back, maybe Kuhlman gets up to speed and can play on that first yeah. line. Uh, I did like Kuhlman on that second line at in the playoffs last year yeah, and to start I the season. I cannot wait to see him come back. I think he'll be amazing. Yeah. Uh, coaching, overall coaching grade. Uh, Bruce Cassidy probably. Probably I'm giving a C plus. C plus. Okay. C, C plus. Uh, there's something going on right now that hasn't been fixed. You in the middle of a losing seven out of the last eight, looking terrible over the last month yeah, of the season. Especially with these teams like L.A., Ottawa, Detroit. I, mean, I don't know what's going on with Bruce Cassidy, but I I think I, I think I, I think give him a C too. Yeah, I, I just think he needs I, – I know he's constantly miss, mixing up the forward lines and he's played with the defensive lines, but I think it, I think it's time to do something about your special yeah, teams. I, I don't know what he's doing with the third and fourth. I mean, I got we could even decide what, what to call the third or fourth offensive line. Yeah. Is it bad that, I, that the Boston Bruins have, what, 50 points and we're complaining about their coaching? <laughs> I mean, there, 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 is, there is some good things about the coaching, but I mean, there's been a lot of bad – Dude, and then, I get it. They, we've really, really like second in the league, but the coaching has been a bit. They've been stale. Yeah, I agree, and that's why I'm giving them a C. I I think something needs to get mixed up, starting with either that first line or that power play. I'm gonna yeah. beat this like a dead horse. It's something that just needs to get done. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we gotta talk about the playoffs with coaching and with these lines. Do you think with how they've been playing so far, can win the Stanley Cup? This is going to talk about it. We're talking about report card. If they continue to play the way they play, I'm sorry. Excuse me. If they continue to play the way they played in this last month of the season, they'll be lucky to get out of the first round. I agree. All right. This is, and that's not just on defense. That's not just on goaltending. That's not just on coaching. It's on the entire team as a whole. They're not playing 60 minutes, and if you're not going to play 60 minutes, you're going to lose more than you win. Yeah, the coaches probably got to start waking up the players during one period at least. In Did you just hit puberty? Yeah, I got a bad uh, voice uh, crack. <laughs> congratulations, Tyler. You just finally hit puberty at the age of 18. Yay. Congratulations. Yay. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. That's shit. Not... Uh, I'm going to wrap it up. We're, we're going to be off for the next two weeks. We'll come back after the new year. Uh, we are going to take the holiday break. The Bruins will be playing the Nashville Predators tonight at 7 o'clock. Washington, Buffalo, Buffalo again, New Jersey, and Columbus by the next time we come back. This is the Boston Bee Party. Dave Rodriguez, Tyler Scales. We're wrapping it up. We will see you in two weeks. Thank you very much. Krug off the half boards. Bergeron's wrist shot scores! Krug to 
Debruskin, Krejci scores, no, yeah! <laughs> First the washout from TJ Luxmore and then pointing at the goal repeatedly. David Krejci with a one-timer. Knock to Krug. Low for Krejci. Krug walks in and scores! Tory Krug with a one-time bomb! It's tied and the Bruins still have a buck 53 on the power play. Bobrovsky lumbers back to his feet. Krug to Marshawn. The shot tipped home! David Pasternak with number 27. And the Bruins produce a power play goal. Set, but the problem is Boston can make plays. And even though the Pasternak shot is denied, good block, because you knew your goaltender may be not ready. But we talked about the willingness to shoot the puck from the top of the umbrella. That'll open up more opportunities for seam passes. The fake shot off the left hip by Brad Marsh. Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting! Yeah.